Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. The Yami Bros Podcast. Uh, thanks for all the listeners for tuning in for another week. We are ready to go. We got Jeremy 85 to my left, JDZ85 to my right, my two younger brothers. I am Damien, your host. Uh, fellas, how we feeling? I'm feeling good. Got a, got a baby strapped to me like it's the hangover part seven. Um, yeah. It's daddy daycare over here. So uh, you might not hear me as loud because I'm trying to make sure she stays asleep. But besides that, my Texans, we got an L this week. But my boy Deshaun balled out, and we still want to ball out in the playoffs, so it's better to get the L's out before the playoffs start. And my Clemson Tigers about to beat up on Notre Dame starting on Saturday. Let's go. Let's go. Man, you, you, went, you <laughs> went right into it, man. You must have been feeling some, some way about that uh, the Texans uh, catching that L, but uh, we'll mm. get into that a little later. Jeremy, how you feeling, man? Man, I'm, I'm I'm feeling great. Obviously, you guys saw I bounced back, bounced the bounce back. You should have seen that comeback on my bell, my betting back in the runnings. Baby. About to get in the about to get back in the positives, and I'm turning negatives to positives. It is all good. Um, I don't yeah. know what that was, but holiday edition, man. Let's get it going. Yeah, happy holidays, to all the listeners out there. We appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Uh, blessings to all you guys' family. Uh, but let's go ahead and get right into it, guys. Um, Steelers are on the fringe of. Missing the playoffs, especially with with the amount of talent they have on their team, that, that's kind of crazy uh, that they're at this point right now. Uh, let's start with Jared, man. Who's to blame for this uh, for for this this season? You know, it's been up and down. Uh, I mean, who do, who who do you give credit to this? So, uh, if I'm gonna blame assign blame to one person, it's gonna be the general manager because here's the deal: you outsmarted yourself. You got Le'Veon Bell arguably the best running back in football. And literally, he was going to come back and play for you. And all he asked was, don't franchise tag me again for the third year after the season, and I'll come back. And you know what the Steelers said? No, we can't guarantee that. So here's the deal. You don't have him, and you're like, oh, we got James Conner, we're good. But what happens when James Conner rolls his leg? You end up with a rookie and Steven Ridley. And what does Steven Ridley do? He fumbles the game away versus the Saints. Look, man, I can make a solid argument that the Steelers are the number two seed in the AFC with Le'Veon Bell. If you look at the games they lost, one big Ben has led the league this year in red zone turnovers, which they probably he probably doesn't if Le'Veon Bell is there because they run the ball inside the red zone. Uh, but you can look at that Broncos game that uh, they lost by, I think it was three points, that James Conner fumbled the ball late in the game to lose that game. You can point to the Raiders game where they weren't able to run the ball when Big Ben got hurt. You can point to this game versus the Saints where they fumbled the ball late in the game when they have the lead as three potential games they could have won and likely would have won had they had Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think there's some blame that needs some blame that needs to go to Mike Tomlin in the sense that um, they, you know, if you look at the league, there's a stat that came out that's this astronomical. Um, there are very rarely road underdog uh road favorites let's say if you go on the road and you play somebody and you're a 10 point favorite right 10 points on the road 
you should dominate those matchups because that means they're giving the other team three points for home field and you're still a double-digit favorite. The Steelers over the last, I believe, three years have been road double-digit favorites 11 times. They are 6-5 and five straight up. The rest of the league is 56-4. and four. So what that tells me is they typically – don't come prepared on games that they think they should win. And that somewhat has to go on Mike Tomlin. Also, it has some has to go on Ben Roethlisberger because he throws way too many interceptions, then blames everybody else for his terrible throws. That's the, the pie chart I would give probably 60% to the general manager. I would probably give 25% to Ben Roethlisberger, and i give that remaining 15% to Mike Tomlin uh, because although I love his post-game speeches, Sometimes his pregame speeches maybe lack some zest because they don't come out as hot as they should. Wow, lack some zest. Uh, definitely some good points in the eighty-five. Uh, Jeremy, what you got, man? You do you agree with Jared? Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with some of that zestiness. Um, overall, I'm not going to give as much to uh, <laughs> the general manager as Jared does. I'm going to look at it as fifty percent is on Big Ben. Fifty percent. And the reason I'm going to say 50% is on Big Ben is because it's because of Big Ben decisions. You are on the goal line, down three points against the Denver Broncos. They were down, they were down seven. They are about to go to overtime they scored. So down seven, could go in and score, and really beat the Broncos. What do you do? You throw an interception on the goal line. That's one. And the biggest reason is all you had to do was stay in this Oakland Raiders game. No, you wanted to be the prima donna, come out the game. Oh, no, my ribs are hurting. Oh, oh, wait, wait, we're down? I can come back in now. Okay, cool. So the lack of seriousness taken for the games, the, uh, I don't know, nonchalantness of Big Ben, how he's always being a drama king that he is, I think that came back to bite him. Most people are going to look at it and say, oh, man, there was a couple bad calls in that Saints game, which there were on both sides. Uh, I, I don't hear anybody talking about the uh, – the flag they picked up for illegal blocking downfield um, when they said it was within one yard and they showed it back on a third and two, he was three yards past the, the first down marker. But um, overall, I, I don't want to hear about any kind of calls. You guys had an opportunity against Oakland. You blew it because Big Ben wanted to sit on the sideline and act like his ribs hurt too much until they got down. Uh, when you played against the Chargers, they were up 14. Big Ben threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen in a while. When he had a wide open target, he just threw the ball up in the air and let uh, – What's the safety from uh, from the Chargers come back and get it? Derwin James. And then against the um, the Broncos, he threw that pick on the goal line. So uh, I'm going to give about 50% of the blame, blame to Big Ben. I'll give about 20% of the blame to uh, Mike Tomlin, 20% to the general manager, and the rest of the 10% to the other players on the team who just haven't come through. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not going to make the playoffs because the Baltimore Ravens are going to stomp out the, the Browns this week. And we'll see where they go next year. All right, yeah, we, we definitely have to see what happens with uh, with the Steelers. I know they have to win uh, their next game. I think the Ravens need to lose the Browns for them to be able to make it in. So, wait, wait uh, real, real or, quick, or, there's there's two things. One, um, I'm not just giving the Ravens this win over the Browns, right? Like the Ravens, they're playing really well. I Browns like have what, no chance against the Ravens. They but, hold on, no hold let, let's put this in perspective. One, right? One, the Ravens play football like the like UVA plays basketball in the sense that their defense is so good and it's typically a close game, but they choke you out because their defense is so good. There's two things I look at. You saw UVA was the first team to lose as a number one seed to a 16 seed. And why is that? Because every team's typically in the game. Likewise, 
the Browns will be in a close game. Secondly, the Browns are five and two in their last seven games since Hugh Jackson got fired. And the Browns beat the Ravens earlier this year. So I'm not telling you that I, like if I was going to bet on that game, I would definitely bet for the Ravens to win. But I give the Browns at least a 40% chance of winning the game the way Baker's playing. 40%, well, 40%, 40% in Baltimore? In Baltimore. Like, here's the deal. As much as I like Lamar Jackson, who do I like more right now, Lamar or Baker? I, I like Baker more than I like Lamar. I like I like Lamar better than I like Baker right now. I, I don't think I, do too. I, I don't think Lamar. First off, Lamar made a great pass in that Chargers game, but that's really the only group, good pass he's really made in the last two weeks. Like he yeah, you, we not say you, you, the, they don't win games by passing. They win games by having a great I, defense. I agree. They, they get who, to win games by scheming. Why you know the linebacker will press up, thinking that he's going to run. It opens up different things. Like him being on the field is a is an intangible that defense have, have to deal with. Here, here's the other part, though. They also win because Lamar Jackson doesn't turn the ball over. But what team exactly? But what defense leads the league in turnovers? Forced the Cleveland Browns. And so, as much as like I said, but that doesn't not, guarantee a turnover. But uh, let, let me let me put this in perspective. I'm not telling you. As I said, I would I would pick the Ravens. But when the Ravens played the Browns earlier this year, the game I believe was what nine to six or was it twelve to nine? They held the Ravens in oh, check. Gosh. As 12 9 in overtime, and they held the Ravens in check as Joe Flacco. But the, the Ravens are averaging more points with Joe Flacco than they are with, with Lamar. And I'm, I'm, I, I think Lamar is obviously a better fit for that. So I'm not telling you they're going to lose. I'm just saying, if it was a low scoring game, I would trust Baker Mayfield late to make a pass more than I would trust Lamar Jackson to make a pass or make, make a move with his leg. So I'm not, I'm, I think they're going to win. I'm just not throwing that out there as a guaranteed win. Yeah, let, let me just let me just throw out some throw out some stats to you about the Browns and the defense that they played recently. Because everybody's talking about, oh man, since Hugh Jackson's left, you know they're six and two. You know they are six and two. Let's look at those teams. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs, but he put up great stats. Chiefs defense is bottom five. They beat the Falcons, bottom five. They beat the Bengals, dead last. They lost to the Texans and he struggled. Texans have a solid defense. They beat the Panthers below below average defense this year. They squeaked out one against the Broncos where they scored 17 points and he struggled to put up points. And then they beat the Bengals again who have the dead last defense. So when you're going against the number one defense, let's see what happens. All I'm saying is they got they've got cornerbacks that can match up against anybody they have. They can man up across the board and not give Baker a lot of a lot of angles to throw into. And also the biggest thing about the Ravens defense is not that they have all of these you know, there's some defenses that have just guys. And you say, hey, the Bears, Khalil Mack is just going to get to you or he might force you into Leonard Floyd or Sheldon – or not Sheldon Rankins. Um, what's the other guy's name? The, the uh, Hicks. Uh, Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. Akeem Hicks is going gonna, is, is gonna to get there. They, the, the Ravens don't really have those guys. They're just going to send so many complex blitzes that you don't know what's coming at them. And that's what's going to happen to Baker. I'm going to guess, guess he's going to throw at least two picks, and I'm going to guess the Ravens are going to win this game by at least 20 points. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, get right into the conversation I want to start with in the first place. Houston loses control of the two seed. Um, Jeremy, is are the Texans in trouble? Are the Texans in trouble? You know what? I, you first. All right, go ahead. The, the, this is this is something Jared's probably going to hate to hear. Yeah, he needs nah, to he hear. Really have... Okay, something he needs to hear. Uh, though, right? I, 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 yeah, he yeah, he needs to hear. No, I I don't think they're in trouble. I think they ran into uh 
a team that really nobody wants to see in the playoffs. I'll be honest. I don't want to see Nick Foles in the playoffs because Nick <laughs> Foles is out there balling right now. Nick Foles is coming out. He's making Carson Wentz look like he should probably be on the bench for the rest of the season. And there's some magic going on right now. So I am rooting for the Vikings to win, although I don't think they will. So, um, But overall, I think that the Texans are still still a really good team. I saw Deshaun make some plays um, with his feet, with his arm. I mean, Deshaun, the one thing I knew coming in was that Deshaun was clutch. I didn't realize how, how strong arm he had and how good he's going to be in the league. I'll be honest. I didn't see any of this. Uh, Jared was telling me, and I was like, Jared, you're just being a Clemson homer. Um, and if he wasn't going to be that good, I still think Jared might have been uh, hype on him because of what he did for Clemson. But I will have to give Jared props in this in this regard. Deshaun looks scary. Um, but with um, them losing uh, Demarius to an uh, Achilles tear um, and probably uh, needing, a, needing a second receiver, I think they're definitely going to be a lot more exposed than they were uh, than I thought they would be before. But with the AFC, I mean, everything's up for grabs. Jeremy, I agree with you, man. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried. My my concern for the Texans is at about a four right now, and the reason why I'm at like a four is because of the fact that our secondary, man. I mean, also we got great safeties, and and what the crazy thing is is Kareem Jackson looked like he was having a defensive player of the year kind of season, and then all of a sudden we had so many injuries at cornerback that we had to try to move him back to corner, and he struggled. Um, and then we had three corners get hurt in this game. Uh, including one that just come off IR and then got hurt pregame. So Nick Foles threw 471 yards. Um, I'm not concerned about the Patriots because Tom Brady looks terrible um, and he has no weapons. Uh, I'm more concerned, as you said, I'm, I'm not concerned about the Ravens. I think the Ravens game would be an easy win for us in this sense. I know you think that's crazy, but I think Deshaun is mobile enough where we could put up points. And our defense is specifically designed to stop the run. And so if you if we go versus Lamar Jackson – I just don't think he could run the ball in our defense, and I, I'm not concerned about his passing. And I, I trust Deshaun's going to get at least some points up on that defense. But on the other side, the Colts, I mean, we haven't been able to stop T.Y. Hilton for years. And, um, I mean, that that matchup concerns me just because our secondary. Uh, I think I think Deshaun, as he's done when, he, when they played them, can give you a couple touchdowns at least per game. I mean, we beat him the first game, and he had, you know, we put up, I think, 38 points. So I, I think we could beat them. That game concerns me. What I think is a good chance, and nobody really is looking at, um, is that the Patriots lose to the Jets this week and we still get the two seed. Um, I mean, the, the, the Patriots looked awful. But here's here's the other two things that I'll say about this week. One, everybody's biting my my statistic anomalies that I, I point out. So um, I, I wrote a tweet a couple of days ago. I actually may have been Christmas. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was it was Monday, and I said, I've been watching Deshaun Watson play since high school. He hasn't lost a game that he started and finished by more than a touchdown since high school. And then Deshaun liked it, and then everybody else started liking the post. And then Deshaun used it. Deshaun liked it. Deshaun liked it this recent post yes. another day? Yes. And then Deshaun brought it up in an interview that he hadn't lost a game by more than a touchdown since his sophomore year of high school. And then everybody started making articles and Bleacher Report put something out about it. And then I was like, well, you got the plug. I'm sorry, guys. You got to plug that. Uh, you got to plug that. Uh, the interview. Yes. We're going to have to. We're going to find audio. Yes. Because then I was like, OK, well, everybody's talking about it. And, and then like they, they started giving credit to, to some Houston Texans beat reporter who he's talking to, John McClain. And I was like, um, can you guys please stop biting me? Clearly, that was direct quote from me. Anyway, so that's one thing. Second part. There is a bet that can be made right now 
where $100 gets you $17,000. i will tell you what it is. It's the bet for the Texans to be the number one seed. Here's what needs to happen. Raiders need to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Chargers need to lose to the Broncos. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Patriots need to lose to the Jets. And the Texans just need to beat the Jags. And we're the one seed. And that $100 bet wins you $17,000. Is that going to happen? Save your hundred bucks. Of course not. Save your hundred bucks. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to I'm not gonna just dismiss it. Oakland had three running back fumbles against the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this year and lost by three. The Broncos in L.A. did beat the Chargers. Now they're going back to Oakland. Now they're, now they're going back to Denver. And the Patriots are going against the Jets? Yeah, it could happen. Hey, go ahead and win that, that 17000 off a of 100. Matter of fact, go ahead and put 10 and get yourself 17 mil. Oh, there you go, baby Ariana. But but quick sidebar, too. Sorry, listeners. We're we're trying to make bets on the, the games coming up. We recorded on Wednesday, so we're going into the Duke and Temple game. Um, I didn't know this this kid, Daniel Jones, Jared. He is, um, I guess, a three prospect coming out. As a quarterback, and this is his last game. Yeah, he's legit. He might be trying yeah. to make a statement. Jeremy, and, Dem- and I picked Temple. Dem- what I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm, is, I'm I'm a little on the edge. He's I'm on the edge. He can throw, and he's mobile, and he's about six six, two hundred thirty pounds. Um, that kid's good. He's gonna. I'm not. And and here's the thing. He's probably gonna. Is he gonna be able to put up thirty points? Oh yeah. I, I'm just. I'm betting on Duke to not put up thirty points. He's gonna put up over thirty points on that Temple defense. I watched that Temple defense let UCF run the ball down their throat. Um, so. I, I think last year I would have picked Temple because they had uh, what's his name H- Hassan Reddick, um, the linebacker who plays for the Cardinals now went top ten in the draft. But their defense hasn't been great this year. I'm expecting a Duke win by I'm going to say ten points. Wow. Okay. Speaking of uh, the college football playoff starts on Saturday, uh, what's going to happen, boys? Let's let's start with Jeremy. Uh, I think you're going to see the most boring games you've ever seen in your life. Alabama is going to win by forty. And I fully anticipate Oklahoma putting up probably 30 points. I can see that game being 70 to 30. That's how bad Oklahoma's defense is. And I I definitely anticipate before the fourth quarter comes that two will be on the sidelines. And um, what's the other guy's name? I can't even think of his oh, name. Oh, yeah, he's uh, definitely going to be on the Hurt. sidelines. When is, when is he not on the sidelines? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be sitting on the sideline in the fourth quarter ready for uh, – the game to be over and Clemson's going to stomp out Notre Dame as well. I actually anticipate that game being a little close early and then I see Clemson pulling away. So I think they'll probably win by a couple of touchdowns and uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing an Alabama Clemson showdown like we do every year. Uh, is there any need to, to be concerned about the, the gentleman from Alabama and Clemson uh, being suspended for this game? I'm pretty sure it's just, just the semifinals, right? Yeah, so yeah, most likely. So here's the deal. Dexter Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is a big loss. That's a, here's, here's what I'll tell you, though, right? Is it a big loss? Absolutely. Dexter Lawrence is a top 10 to 15 pick in the draft this year. Um, Why are you smoking in no, between? He, he, didn't, he didn't smoke. So he got caught with something called Osterine, which is a – it was a, him and th- two other guys, very slight dose of it. They said it comes in hair cream and a lot of products you use every day. So it was a very slight – um, fell and they said he may actually be able to play because they have the B sample hasn't come back yet. It's supposed to come back today, and if the B sample is clear, then he's good. But with that being said, um, his backup is a guy named Niles Pickney, who was an ESPN 300 defensive tackle, who's a senior, um, who's gonna play in the NFL as well. Um, he's not gonna be a high pick, but he'll probably be a fifth rounder or somewhere around that that place. 
And with Nels Pickney on that defensive line, we still have the best defensive line in the country. Um, I don't see that being a huge problem. I actually think that may help us in this sense. Um, you can't be really overconfident, and a lot of people are going to be playing and say, hey, let's make sure Dex gets another game. We can't let him go out like this. Um, I think there's two things, right? I think that Alabama-Oklahoma game is going to get dicey. Um, <laughs> this is what I'll tell you. Tua said that uh, that he was – his number 80 to, oh yeah it's gonna be dicey yeah Jim. 70 to 30 yeah Tua said he said his ankle he would think it's at 80 to 85 percent 85 percent that means it's at what did you say 40 to 45 percent if you say 80 to 85 <laughs> if he's telling you it's at 80 you got to divide that in half yeah he's he's at, that means i would i would say he's at 50 percent and two has gotten hurt he's left the game with injury i think in six of his last seven games um so and if, if jalen comes in like, yes, can Jalen move the ball in that defense? Yes. But what I'll tell you is this. People forget that game Trevor Knight had at Oklahoma when they they played Alabama in a bowl game, BCS game, and they ran him off the field. And obviously, that the, I don't think Alabama had as much to play for as in this game. But that offense has given Alabama problems at times. And I think they're going to be able to continue to score. And I think – we have to see how they're going to be able to handle the pressure of not the defense, but the pressure of an offense being able to put up a lot of points because Kyle Murray is an excellent passer. He runs a four three forty. As much as I like Quentin Williams, who's probably going to be a top three pick in the draft, it's hard to, to uh, if you're a defensive tackle, to get pressure on a dude that runs a four three forty. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. I got that game being probably a two touchdown game, and then um, after that. I'm going to go with um, a very solid Clemson win. That line keeps moving. Um, the line went from a 11.5 point line, and now it's, I think, 13.5. Uh, and, and that's with Notre Dame typically being a betting favorite with their name and their, their fan base. So that line's probably going to be up to two touchdowns by Saturday. I expect us to cover that spread, win the game, but I'm going to say 21 to 28 points. Um, book it. You know what's interesting? ESPN doesn't have a line on the Oklahoma and uh, Alabama game. That's kind of weird. I was looking at trying to find I think to, it's 42 to, to one, like Mike Tyson versus Buster, Buster Douglas. No, it's a uh, 14 point. Well, no. Um, Hard Rock has it at a 14 point, um, <clears throat> 14 point favor for Alabama. 77 yeah, points. Dave, 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 no, don't. Don't forget we got that bet on that game, too. So uh, two touchdowns. I would definitely be uh, collecting before uh, our next podcast. I will tell you this. Jared, okay. that game could get dicey. It could get very dicey. They might be playing dice or something on the sidelines after they're up by 75 at the end of <laughs> halftime. Um, the weather could get dicey. It's uh, going to be played in Miami. Expect a heavy rain fly, uh, rain, rainfall. Who do you think that benefits? The big – Huge guys from uh, Alabama or the quick guys of Oklahoma. I, I, I guess I'm just gonna go with Oklahoma getting blown out on that on that uh, messy field. Ah. You know how the field is in in Miami. So at the end of the day, I don't see these games being dicey at all. You brought up the Trevor Knight game a few years ago. That was after they didn't get into the national championship game. And you know what I compare it to? I compare it to Auburn last year getting beat by uh, UCF. Do I think if UCF got into the national semifinals and they played against Auburn, that game would have been close? No. It would probably beat them by 70. But the game didn't mean any much to the, to Alabama because they weren't playing a national championship game. So we'll see this week. I'm anticipating, like I said, maybe 70 to 30. And I'm anticipating it being like 50 to 14 right around halftime. And then the rest of the points and stuff coming after garbage time. I'm, I'm not seeing this game being close at all. 
All right. Um, Jeremy obviously has some doubts about Kyler Murray and uh, Oklahoma being able to match up with Alabama, but I, I think you're going to be surprised there, buddy. And I, I, I expect fully payment of my uh, – what do we put on that, 50? We put 50 on that? I want to say like it was that. 25, but if you'd like to go up to 50, we can definitely do that. Yeah, it's we up got to 25. you. 25. That's cool. You know, we make it uh, – Make it up. It's not, it's not much to get you uncomfortable, but we can do it. It's no problem. But, fellas, let's go ahead and go into some uh, NBA. <clears throat> Very surprising uh, games on uh, Christmas. I would say, I'm more or less a game. Uh, the Lakers straight up molly whopping the Warriors by <laughs> 25 points with LeBron out of your playing playing most of the second half. Um, let's start with the both. Well, well both of you guys are Lakers fans. One's more than the other. Let's start let's start with the, the newly incorporated Lakers, Lakers fan. As in eighty five, what do you what do you think about this? Should Warriors be concerned right now? Um, they don't seem like the dominant team that they they've looked like for the past four or five years. Uh, should they be concerned, Jared? So there's two things. There's two of these these kind of conversations. Should they be concerned about the season? No. You know why? Because they have an all pro NBA center coming back and Boogie Cousins, who looks like he's forming into shape from some of the videos we've seen. And he'll be back and probably playing to try to get a max contract. And I think they'll be fine from that standpoint. Do I think they should be concerned about the matchup with the Lakers? Yes, I think they should. Because I think what Magic Johnson did is he built a team to beat the Warriors. And I think that team was a long athletic team that can match up defensively and that can push the pace and that can force them into tough shots and get them off their spots. Now, do I put a lot of stock in in this Christmas Day game? No, because for some reason, Steph Curry likes to be at home with his kids on Christmas because he's played seven Christmas games. He's averaging 12 points a game, 21% threes, and 25% field goals. I don't know what it is about Christmas, but he's been – He ain't feeling too much. He's not, he's not <laughs> feeling the Christmas spirit when he's on the court. Um, so, But, but here's, here's the concern I would have. Klay Thompson's been awful this year, and Draymond's been awful this year. Klay Thompson's shooting 34% threes. Last year, he shot 44% threes. And then you got Draymond, who at this point is looking like Ben Simmons shot, except he actually is continuing to shoot. Um, so so when you look at uh, the way that they're going to uh, have to play, I think they need to have somebody else that's going to be able to space the floor because the toughest part is you got Steph and KD, and I think they're great players, but they need somebody to be able to take the pressure off because they're unlike a – it's unlike a LeBron, where if you're LeBron, LeBron can literally, if he's having an off day, he's not shooting, he can just depot people to the basket. Steph can, can get his own shot, but what it is, he's not physically imposing, and he's not super athletic in the sense of where he can just blow by people. And so if he's missing his threes, then people are still going to obviously guard the three-pointer, but there's less of a, a need to just guard the three-point line with urgency compared to when he's on and you basically can have to give out layups because you have to just try to take him off of his uh, his three-point shot. So at the end of the day, I think they should be somewhat concerned. Last thing I'll t- try to say on this topic, Jeremy, I'll let you get back to it. Um, the Lakers concern me in the sense that they have uh, LeBron with a growing injury, and I think with that, that growing injury – it looks like it's not very serious, but I'm not sure if you ever tweaked a growing, but that thing doesn't typically heal quickly. Um, and so he strained it. And as, as long as he's back in a week or so, or I think it will be fine because of the fact that the schedule lightens up. 
But if it's anything longer than that, I mean, the difference between right now, them being the number one seed, is two and a half games. The difference between them and the 10 seed is two and a half games. So the West is kind of jumbled up. And uh, at this point, you got to see how many games they can win if he's out for any kind of extended period of time. Jared, you're very eloquent in your uh, describing the uh, Lakers uh, situation and the Warriors situation, but unfortunately you were very wrong in both of them. Um, So let me just tell you a little bit more about why you were wrong. First off, the Warriors, yeah, they don't have anything to worry about because they're not even really playing right now. I mean, Draymond looks terrible. That's something they probably should be concerned about. Um, But Iggy played well. Steph is playing at a higher level than he's ever played at, in my opinion, for most of the season. Kevin Durant's going to be the same. Klay Thompson is always going through shooting slumps. Klay Thompson, like, I've been telling you guys forever, Klay Thompson, once every three games, will shoot two of 14 and have 10 points, and then nobody will notice it because they'll show the box score and they'll show, oh, man, Kevin Durant had 30 and Steph had 33, and that's why they were able to win the game. So at the end of the day, um, what you're going to see a lot of is uh, the Lakers continuing to roll, even if LeBron doesn't play. Oh, man, did you mean LeBron got hurt and the Lakers didn't fall apart because they're not a whole bunch of terrible players on the team? Oh, wow, that is so shocking. This team last year with Brandon Ingram in the lineup after after New Year's was 20-12. and 12. So this team knows how to win games. They had a winning record last year after New Year's, but we got this pretend. Like, we we're pretending like, oh, man, LeBron just joined this team. They had no talent, and, oh, man, LeBron's just working miracles. They've got similar talent without LeBron to what the what the Celtics have without Kyrie. So oh, at the end of the day, it. they'll continue to win. Oh, it's, oh, it's definitely, definitely at least equal talent. If you look at the Celtics, let's look at it. Is Gordon Hayward good? No, yes. he's not. He is good. Uh, Gordon, Gordon Hayward right now, I'm telling you right now, if you ask me as a player right now, who's better, Lance Stevenson or Gordon Hayward? Lance Stevenson is a better basketball player Jim, right now than Gordon, Gordon Hayward is. Stop it. Jim, uh, Jim real quick, to your, your topic. Mm-hmm. One, last year they had Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a, a very good player. I mean, this year when he's starting, he's averaging 23 points and 12 boards. So I'm not saying that obviously obviously Julius Randle is not some superstar. But to say they went they, they went 12 games above 500 or something after the new year, but that is including him playing at a very high level where he was playing at that point. Secondly, like you can't compare. Why they have a losing record when uh, when Ingram was out? The same way they have a losing record now because there's nobody behind Ingram who can play the two at a competent because level. Because Ingram's the truth. <laughs> I think I think Ingram's good. Like I, I think his defense is more valuable than his offense, and that's weird because of the fact that he came out known for his prowess for scoring. But I think this. I think one, the the game tonight. Um, what's called uh, Rondo's out as well with a injured finger. I think if Rondo's there and he can give you playoff Rondo or what he gave you similar to what he gave you to the war in the Warriors game. I think they have a shot to continue it. But I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be longer than a week of him missing games. So I don't think it's going to be some drastic thing. And I think they can hold on. It's just one of those situations to where uh, Ingram needs to like Ingram has played. I mean, they near 250 games since he left high school and he's got one game where he scored over 26 points. So uh, I think that's my concern is can he put up points and, and bunches to be able to, to facilitate the loss in, in scoring. 
But, I mean, that's that's the thing. A lot of people are looking to see a lot more aggression out of Ingram. But if you notice, Kawhi didn't. When did, when did Kawhi score over 26 in his first three years? I mean, he really didn't. Um, so, overall, what what you're seeing from uh, the Lakers, I, I expect them to continue winning games. I think you're going to see a great game from, from Ingram or not. I didn't know uh, Rondo was out. But generally, when Rondo's out, what they do is put Ingram at the point a lot more. He'll probably do a lot more facilitating. I'm going to give you 25, 6-6 six six from Ingram tonight. I am telling you. Put it down. Ingram is going to go off. Um, but, yeah, like I said, Jerry, I was, I was telling you about Gordon Hayward not being better than Lance Stevenson since he came back. Let me just give you his last few games. Uh, last game, he was 4 of 12. He had 10 points. Oh, no, that was the first game. Sorry. Uh, last game, he had 5 points. Um, it was 2 of 6. The game before, he was 2 of 7 for 8 points. The game before, he was 3 of 13 for 11 points. The game before, 3 of 8 for 10 points. And the game before that, he was three of eleven for six points. I mean, this is what this is what Gordon Hayward is giving you right now. Gordon Hayward is shooting forty percent for the season and averaging ten points per game. Gordon Hayward has not been good. You realize everybody was talking about Terry Rozier. You know what? Do they really need Kyrie? They should probably just trade him and keep Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier in his entire career has not had a season where he shot forty percent yet. He is shooting thirty six percent this season. I mean, if Lonzo shoots thirty six percent, at least he's known as being a facilitator that can't shoot. Terry Rozier is known as a score, score and he can't shoot, so that makes it even worse. Uh, Jalen Brown is shooting like 41 point something percent for the season. The only two guards on their entire team that are shooting over 42 percent are Kyrie and Jason Tatum. So, Jim, uh, J- like I said, started, the Lakers have Jalen started the year extremely poor. He's been shooting well yeah. as of late. Uh, well, overall, what I'm saying is the Lakers have equal talent without LeBron. As the Celtics have without Kyrie, I hope LeBron makes it back soon, very healthy. But I am actually excited to see what they look like without LeBron because when they start getting these W's and then LeBron comes back, I don't want to hear, oh, man, LeBron's doing it by himself. You see how LeBron took this 35-win team and they're on pace to win 52 games? Yeah, Jimmy Butler last year took a 35-win team and they won 48 games, and nobody said anything about it. And as soon as he but Jeremy, left, you gotta give you got to give LeBron started. his props. You can't come and say that they'll be doing the same thing if LeBron went on that team. Now, just stop it. Stop I, it. No, no, I'm not – I'm not saying that at all. What I am okay, saying is okay. Jimmy Butler was added to a 35-win team, and they won 48 games. And nobody talked about how great of an impact Jimmy Butler had. Now LeBron joins a 35-win team. And, and keep in mind, Jimmy Butler was traded for Zach Levine, who's top five in scoring, and Chris Dunn and a whole bunch of other people. LeBron outright signed with the Lakers, joined a 35-win team, and they're on pace to win about 52, 53 games. And people are making it look like, oh, man, nobody could have done this. LeBron just – moving mountains lebron's a top five player in the league i ex- I expect this to happen but overall do i think he's getting way too much credit for what these Lakers team is doing top five a couple things that make that 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 argument silly from the jimmy butler standpoint one you said yeah they replaced zach levine yes but the previous season when they won 35 games zach levine tours acl which is part of the reason why they only won 35 games after all-star break secondly after all-star break yes secondly they also added Jeff Teague to the team, who's an all-star point guard and very much an upgrade over, over Chris Dunn. And then you throw in the fact that they had a guy in in Carl Anthony Towns who was the previous year in his second year. Last year was his third year. And after his second year, most of the, the person who got the most votes for if you're going to build your team around a player, who do you start with? The player who got the most votes was yeah. Carl, was Carl Anthony Towns. Now, do I think he's overrated? Obviously, I, I, I agree with that. But what I'm telling you just is just like Anthony Davis. Everybody, everybody picks Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns. Oh man, these guys and, are so Anthony great. Davis. Yeah, they just don't win. Anthony Davis is great. But what I'm telling you is this: 
Nobody's putting Brandon Ingram on that list, and nobody's putting Lonzo on that list. So, and and, and so when I when I look at it and say, all right, if LeBron wins fifty something games this year, then yes, it's a lot of it has to do with his impact. I'm not telling you the players are on the team aren't good. I, I just told you, I just made an argument why I think they match up well versus the the Warriors. I thought Lonzo did an excellent job defending Steph Curry in that game. I thought that when you looked at Brandon Ingram, I think he's long enough to be able to give Kevin Durant some kind of problems because he's a good defender. And I think they can make it physical enough. And now in the playoffs, do I expect Zubac to be able to just post people up and give you 18 and 11? No, because I think they're just going to get them in a whole lot more pick and rolls. And they're going to have Boogie Cousins down there to, go, to defend them. But I think they have three legitimate bigs. I, I like the Lakers roster and the way they're, they're filled out. I think by the end of the trade deadline, they'll put some shooters on the team to be able to hit some threes. But with that being said, if this team wins 50-plus games and finishes anywhere with, with with a home game in the first round of playoffs or more, then LeBron should seriously be considered MVP. No, no, no way. Um, overall, Jerry, I'll, I'll give you a couple more things on that. For one, uh, you're talking about – Oh, yeah, you're, you're talking about they match up well. They always match up, match up well against the Warriors. They played the Warriors three times last year. One of the games they won by 25. The other two they lost in overtime. So um, the Lakers have always matched up well against the Warriors. They beat the Warriors by 25 the season before, too. What they did against the Warriors this game was really just double Steph, double KD, and sag off for Draymond and, and Kayvon Looney. And they that pretty much worked. But when Boogie Cousins comes back, they won't be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that matchup looks a little bit more. But overall, you said they brought Jeff Teague. Oh, they got Jeff Teague. Well, guess what? The Lakers got Rondo. So are we going to say Jeff Jeff Teague is better than Rondo? Absolutely not. So like I said, LeBron is obviously great. He's a top five player. Yes, I said top five. Dave. I'm not even sure. He's close to being out of top five. Um, So let's not even get down that road. But overall, what I am telling you is, is that the Lakers are going to continue to win with LeBron out. All right. I guess we, we will see moving forward, fellas, for sure. See if they can keep it up with LeBron out. Good thing that uh, his his words, he dodged a bullet being that that growing injury is not that bad. So hopefully we'll see him back on the court soon. Uh, let's get right back into the NFL, man. Uh, let's go over. Let's recap some of the picks from last week. Uh, Jeremy up $994 after the big, big, big bet last week, putting it all on the line in one game. Uh, he's down 500 bucks for the season. Jared was even for the week, and he's even for the season. So it's getting kind of uh, interesting again. Jeremy only being down four hundred ninety nine bucks to Jared for the season. Uh, let's let's go through your picks. Uh, let's start with Jared this time, man. What 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 went went well for you? What what didn't go too well for you? Who surprised you? So for the week, I was two two wins, one loss, two pushes. Uh, my two pushes were the Texans plus two. They lost by two after having the having Deshaun throw a touchdown pass with under two minutes to go and giving up a long drive to kick a field goal. Um, the other push, I was lucky to get a push. I had the Bengals plus eight versus the Browns, and they were down 19 points, I believe it was, and then they scored a they kick a field goal and then score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion. And then the Browns drove all the way down the field at the end of the game and took a knee inside the red zone. So um, I was very happy to get that push. The other game, the only game I lost – I was very upset about. So I picked the Titans to cover 10 points versus the Redskins. Um, They missed an extra point earlier in the season or early in the game. The kicker hasn't missed an extra point in the last three seasons. And then at the end of the game, they have a pick six to end the game, which makes it a nine point game. And they elect against kicking an extra point. 
which meant they only won by nine and the spread was 10. So they kicked the field goal early in the game and made it. It was still a bit of push. Um, but not only do they do that. But but that was a, that was a garbage a garbage pick six anyway. So it really, and, like and, you didn't deserve to get a cover on here, that. Here's the deal, though. If they make the extra point, that's a cover. There's, there's a push. So at the end of the day, was it? I was I was happy with an even, but it could have been a lot better. I mean, the, if the Texans don't go up that long third and twelve, and they get a rough in the passer when Javon Clowney literally just hits the dude straight in his chest, but they said, "Oh, he lowered his helmet into his chest." Well, dude, if you can't lower your helmet into somebody's chest, then why are we out there? Why don't we just put on flags? But at the end of the day, we're gonna have a big week this week to finish in the positive for the season. And that's all you can ask for when you're doing picks is if you can finish in the positive for the entire season, then you're doing your job. So I got some good picks for y'all this week too. All right. Um, like I said before, Jared was even for the even for the week, even for the season. You know, I wouldn't say he's playing with house money at all, but he's definitely not down four hundred ninety nine dollars. Jeremy, what you got, man? Wait, wait, wait. We'll go. I'll turn a negative to positive, and it's all good. Baby, baby. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah. So. I picked the Bears minus four and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. Bears, 14 points. 49ers, nine points. Five points. Just covered. Let's go. $996 in the positive for that game. The other four games, I was one in three. So it's a good thing I didn't spread it out. But overall, what you see is my team won. I really don't care that they didn't cover because I only put $1 on them, which was the Saints. And the Bears won by one point enough just to give me that cover. So I'm back in the running. Like I told you guys last week, I am going to come back. I'm going to beat 85. And then I am going to be sitting back looking at you guys like, yes, I am the man. Hey, I'm 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 definitely interested. You're talking a lot, a lot of cash trash. I mean, who you got week 17? Let's start with you, Jeremy. Who I mean, who's gonna get you back into the positive possibly uh going into week 18? You know what? Thanks for asking, well, Damon. Because not week I, eighteen, obviously, but who, going into week next seventeen, week. yeah, week seventeen, yeah. yeah. Let, let me give you um, some great picks for this week. There's a one game with the New England Patriots at home against the New York Jets, and my boy uh, Sam Darnold, who's been dominant since he came back from his injury, and they're getting thirteen points. New England minus 13. There's no way they cover 13 points. I'm not really sure they could cover 13 points playing against that TCU team I saw yesterday. So at the end of the day, I'm going to put a full dollar on the New York Jets. The Rams plus one or, or that are minus, minus 10 against the San Francisco 49ers at home. Do I trust the Rams? Nah. Gurley didn't practice yesterday. <laughs> so overall, I'm going to look at this and say the San Francisco 49ers are going to cover this 10 points. Give me one dollar on that. Boom. Mark it. Then the Minnesota Vikings trying to hold on their playoff hopes going against the Chicago Bears. They are minus four at home. They have a great home field advantage. Skull chance and all that stuff run, running all through the stadium. But overall, what I see is Khalil Mack, boom, sacking Kirk Cousins. And when it actually counts, when Kirk Cousins needs to make a play, what is he going to do? Mess up <laughs> like he always does. I'm going to put $1 on the Chicago Bears. Boom, book it. And then. The Washington Redskins just lost all hope for making the playoffs. They really are not going to care. They have Josh Johnson still starting, and Nick Foles is coming out uh, throwing touchdown pass on top of the touchdown pass on top of touchdown pass. I'm going to go to Philadelphia Eagles, $1 bet. And then for the one bet I'm really putting money on is the one that actually only matters for both teams. So this is the – think about Week 17. You have to pick games where you know both teams are going to play hard because they both have something on the line. 
And that game is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, I don't know if Mariota's really going to play. If he does play, even if he does play, he's terrible anyway. Darius Leonard didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's going to be all over the field flying around. The Andrew Luck didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's going to show you guys why he's uh, the truth. He's going to show him why he kicked your leg out of your leg. Uh, oh, oh, and heart quote, just rest in peace on that one. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to put $996. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put $996 on the Indianapolis Colts to cover three points on the road. They're going to get that W. They're going to make me in the positive, And I'm going to sit back and say, Jared, can you be plus 500 this week? What I, what I will tell you, Jeremy, is there's two things. One, you said you're going to beat 85. You must be driving to Atlanta and you're trying to beat 85 traffic because there's a better chance of you doing that than you beating me. Wow. Uh, secondly, wow. Uh, you gave yourself the <laughs> – there. you can get Indy at minus three right now. That's the favorable line. Right now that line's moved to Indy minus three and a half. But, okay, we go at three. That's fine. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's minus three on ESPN. That's what I use. Yeah, ESPN I'm daily at, line is still at three. What's – West, 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 uh, I'm looking at ESPN right now. It's a three and a half. But hey, either way, it's fine. I'm, I'm cool with the three. Uh, but let, let's go through my bets. So I got the Houston, Texas minus six and a half for $200 uh, versus the Jags. One, Jags have nothing to play for. Two, Texans have to win to be able to get the three seed. I think they come out. The game's in Houston. Uh, Texans pounded them beforehand. I'm not sure if they're going with, uh, with my boy Blake Bortles, a.k.a. Bortles Service. Or they're going with, with Cody Kessler. They, they, they just said they're going they're going with the Bortles. They just announced it. Okay, so Bortles is playing. Um, I'm I'm still feeling really good, confident in our defense, and I'm not afraid of them being able to pass the ball on us. So I'm gonna go with the Texans to cover six and a half points for two two hundred dollars. Next game, I agree with you. I think the New England Patriots covering 13 and a half points. Last week, Tom Brady had one touchdown pass where Julian Edelman was on a fourth down where he basically got tackled, but he rolled over the guy's body and the guy didn't wrap him up because he thought he was already down and he ran for a touchdown. Besides that, he had two interceptions, threw for 127 yards and had a 43 quarterback rating. I expect that to continue. Um, so I, I got the uh, the Jets plus 13 and a half versus the Patriots. Next game that I feel very good about. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers uh, minus six and a half versus the Broncos. Broncos just got blown out on Monday Night Football by the Raiders. They have a shorter week. Chargers played on Saturday night, which means they had a longer week. And the Chargers just lost to Ravens and don't want to take two L's into the postseason. And they lost to the Broncos earlier in the year. And this is where Vance Joseph is about to get fired. I got the Broncos losing by at least two touchdowns and the Chargers covering six and a half points. Next game I feel very good about. Chicago Bears. They're still playing for a two-seed versus the Vikings. I get the Bears, the better team, plus four and a half points. Book it. Give me the Bears for $200 plus four and a half versus the Minnesota Vikings because I don't trust Kirk Cousins, a.k.a. Fifth Cousins, a.k.a. Terrible Quarterback. Last game on the list. Good bet. Good bet right there. I'm I'm glad to see you finally uh, believing in Trubisky. I don't believe in Trubisky, but I believe in that defense, and I believe less in Kirk Cousins. Next. I, I, I would take the Colts minus three, but I have a sneaky feeling about that game that the Titans might actually win. Even though I told you guys about eight weeks ago that the Colts were going to go on a run and make the playoffs, uh, I still would pick the Colts, but I got a sneaky feeling on that game. Uh, it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Mario is going to play, and Mario is actually throwing the ball pretty well when he's not getting hurt every third game. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns plus six points versus the Baltimore Ravens. Do I think the Ravens are going to win? Yes, I would pick them to win. 
but they're not going to win by a lot of points. Lamar Jackson is not putting up a lot of points. They lost earlier this year to the Browns and Baker Mayfield, as much as I dislike him as a player uh, from a lot of his antics, even last week, walking down the sideline, taunting Hugh Jackson. I'm going to go with him to be able to put up enough points to be able to cover six points versus the Ravens defense. I'm going to go a low scoring 14, 11 game Ravens win, but the Browns covering the spread. That's going to get me to plus thousand for the season. Let's go. Still with that, they lost to the they lost to the uh, to the Browns earlier this season. They're going to come back for revenge. Lamar Jackson running all over the field. Uh, Miles Garrett not being able to catch him. I'm just looking. For, I just, I just think uh, that's going to be a little sketchy pick for you, Jared. I, I see uh, you coming back to the pack for me, and I'm going to be up and I'm going to celebrate. Hey, Jeremy, um, you won't put no money on that. You won't put no do on that, Skip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we do not quote any other sports talk radio hey, on this thing. I don't know who, I, I don't know who skipped I'm, it. I'm, I'm fine quoting them. You know why? Because we're going to have to quote them when we're passing them on the iTunes charts. Let's go. Okay. I like that. I like that energy. Jeremy, you got any last uh, – last, uh, uh, um, Words? Words. <laughs> words, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My last words are: stay safe during this New Year's holiday. Uh, make sure you stay off the roads at late at night or two, or keep your eye out because you know what? it's gonna be some crazy drunk people out. You know, you know how it is, man. It's New Year's, man. People are gonna be out on the roads driving drunk. Uh, be careful. Uh, stay safe. Look at all my picks. Make sure you uh, pick the Indianapolis Colts minus three if you can still get it. Oh, or uh, Duke already. Golly, I tried to tell yeah. you. Um, and, and here's the, here's the last thing I will tell you guys, uh, and I think this is a uh, this is going to be a, a very good advice. If you like free money, go get Clemson while they're less than two touchdowns. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw this prediction out here. Trevor Lawrence will throw for over 350 yards and four touchdowns. Mark that down. Their secondary suspect, and here's is going to be as much as T Higgins right now is the star receiver for Clemson, and he's he's a dude. He's going to be a first round pick next year. He's a sophomore. True freshman Justin Ross is the best true freshman receiver I've seen in college football since Sammy Watkins. He will have a day, sir. I'm going to give him three touchdowns um, and over 150 yards receiving. Book it. Go Clemson. Minus anything below 14 points. Let's go. Okay. Well, all right. I guess we'll see if – so definitely interesting week coming up. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week. As always, we appreciate you, appreciate you guys for tuning in, checking us out. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Amibros, A-M-I-B-R-O-S underscore podcast. We're on all platforms, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Tidal, all that good stuff, YouTube, Podbean. Uh, so make sure you check us out, follow us, send us some feedback. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. We out.